This episode is sponsored by Riley's Way Foundation. Through community-focused programs, Riley's Way empowers young leaders to create positive change through kindness and empathy. From connecting student leaders to awarding grants for projects that amplify kindness in local communities, Riley's Way Foundation equips the next generation of leaders with the tools they need to make a positive impact in the world. Also, Riley's Way Foundation opened its national initiative, The Call for Kindness, for its second year. Winners will be given up to $3,000 each to help implement their kindness-inspired projects with their school or nonprofit partners. Learn more at rileysway.org. Please stick around for Kindness Calling, our segment featuring the remarkable teens from Riley's Way Foundation. Kindness is one of the most critical values we have. We have this great campaign called Notes from Sean that we did with Sean Mendez. And it was all about posting post-it notes on like school mirrors or in the locker room that just said like, you got this, or like, you look stunning, or you can do it today. And, you know, some people might see that campaign as fluffy or whatever, but it all starts with kindness. And someone doing a kind act, whether that's a smile or giving you their lunch or lending you a hand, can really change the trajectory of your day. So I do think kindness is at the center of a lot of our campaigns. When we talk about kindness sometimes, we think it's too sappy or too vague. But frankly, with the stories we've heard on the podcast and from people we've met, it's really much more than that. When you're kind to someone, however you choose to do it, you're taking action. You're actually creating change. And it doesn't matter how big or small that is, or whether you see that change immediately or not. This is the story of Arya Finger, CEO at DoSomething.org. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. So I actually grew up in the Bronx on the campus of Riverdale Country School. I lived in faculty housing because my dad worked there. From a young age, Aria had a real sense of inequality. There was most of the kids going to Riverdale Country School, which was like an elite private school, who were pretty fantastically wealthy. And then there was myself and my siblings who went for free, as well as some of the other scholarship kids. And so I think that dichotomy between rich and poor, you know, have, have nots, whatever it might be, along with my parents' sort of deep rootedness in social justice, sort of gave me the idea of social justice from a really young age. Arya always knew she wanted to work in nonprofits to do something she felt would better society. I had toyed with applying to the, you know, McKinsey's and BCG's of the world. If you're not familiar, McKinsey and BCG are leading management consulting firms. But then really decided that I wanted to, you know, bring my hopefully smarts and brains and sort of economic mindset to the nonprofit world. And I was lucky enough to find a job at a tiny six-person startup on Union Square called Do Something that was dedicated to every cause imaginable because they were dedicated to empowering and activating young people to change the world. 
That was 15 years ago, and it's the only career I've ever had. Do Something was founded back in the early 90s. The whole idea of Do Something is to make this the most socially conscious generation ever. We want to make it easy and fun and inspiring for young people all across the country and the world to be able to make social change. We want them to find a cause they're passionate about, homelessness, poverty, mental health, racial justice, the environment, you name it, and take action. Because we have a dual goal. One is that we think young people can make a difference right now, and they're often overlooked. And two, if we look at our political leaders, our government leaders, our business leaders, we think that we'd be in a better world if they were do something members 20 years ago, because these young people today are going to be, you know, the leaders of not just tomorrow, but today as well. And we want them to have empathy and understand diversity and lead with confidence and lead to make this planet better. When Aria joined DoSomething.org in 2005, the nonprofit was mostly a grassroots organization. You know, we had a website, but that was pretty much it. You know, iPhones didn't exist. Uh, neither did Twitter or Instagram or YouTube. Um, and so when we were thinking about social change, we were sort of thinking it in the old grassroots model. And so one, I think we've just undergone a digital transformation in the way that we reach and connect with young people. And then secondly, that has enabled us to scale enormously. In the mid-2000s, there were under 200,000 people on their email list. Today, the organization sees over 5 million members. These are young people ages 13 to 25 who've signed up for a campaign with DoSomething.org. They raised their hands and picked a cause they're passionate about. That's pretty magical. The ability to scale from, you know, just tens of thousands to over 5 million in um, 131 countries in every area code in the United States. Believe it or not, People find out about DoSomething.org mostly through word of mouth. That just goes to show the power of young people and how determined they can be to be part of something they believe in. So if you come to the website, for example, on the homepage, there might be a campaign about homelessness, a campaign about climate change, a campaign on mental health. And you can decide, you know, which cause or which campaign or which celebrity spokesperson speaks to you the most, and then you join that campaign. And then the beauty of it is hopefully you have a great experience. You're, you know, volunteering with your friends or with your school club or with your sports team or whatever it might be. You have such a good experience that then when we send you a text message the following Tuesday or an email, you decide, okay, cool. I love that homelessness campaign. That made me feel great. And now I want to do something else. And so you join the next Do Something campaign that's on the docket. Let's look at one campaign they're doing with one of their partners, CVS Health Foundation. It is all about vaping and making sure that young people don't start vaping. Um, and this is especially critical because we've done several campaigns on Big Tobacco in the past and young people taking up smoking has actually gone down to under 10%. This is one of the biggest public health threats of our lifetime, truthfully, and we were beating it as it relates to young people. And then vaping came on the scene. <laughs> and now young people say that over half of the people that they know have tried vaping. And our members are saying like, we don't want this. We don't want our bathroom at school to turn into a jewel lounge. We want to make sure our friends know that if you vape with marijuana, it's not going to turn out well. And so we actually have young people across the country signing up the school for the Hit Will Take campaign. And actually the, the school that gets the most participants will have Salento of Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nene fame, um, visit that school and have a dance party. So I think sort of combining what young people really care about with something fun and actionable that you can do in your school is really critical. 
Aria has always known that the youth are catalysts for change. I think I've always known it. I think the world is just catching up. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, name a social movement. If you go back to the 70s, young people were at the forefront of the seatbelts movement. Young people were at the forefront of protesting the Vietnam War. More recently, young people have been at the forefront of focusing on gun violence prevention and, of course, climate change. So I think young people have always had an enormous impact. It's just convincing, honestly, the adults around us that that is the case. And so I don't need to be convinced because I see all these examples that prove it to me every day. Arya says that with the work she does every day, it's not hard to be optimistic about the future. I can literally pick up my phone and scroll through hundreds, thousands a day of young people reporting back to do something on the good thing that they did on the cause that they're most passionate about. I think so often young people, people who are low income, people with disabilities, like any of these marginalized groups, so often they're sort of seen as the recipients of aid. And yet they can lead this movement. They can be the leaders. They can be, you know, the ones who are taking charge. And so I think that's what we try to do is give young people, give the voiceless some agency to do some good, but also feel good about themselves. Yes, the problems we face in our communities are massive. They're often extremely overwhelming. But paying it forward, doing one small good thing in an area you're passionate about, that has way more impact than you'd think. We have this campaign that actually just relaunched called Teens for Jeans. And it's all about the critical epidemic of homelessness in this country, and especially youth homelessness. So, for example, 10% of New York City public school students will be homeless at one point this year. I mean, like, you can't fathom a stat like that in the greatest, richest country in the world, that 10% of New York City public school students will experience homelessness at some point this year. And so I think actually that homelessness is one of those issues that is under-discussed and under-covered by the media. And so we are first and foremost trying to raise awareness on this issue, but awareness isn't enough. We want to go further than that. And so we actually polled a number of young people. And one of the things that young people need the most who are experiencing homelessness is just a pair of jeans. They go to school. They have after-school jobs. You don't have to wash your jeans every day. It is something that can make you feel like a normal kid. And so we run this Teens for Jeans campaign that has young people collect jeans and donate them to their local Aeropostal stores, which are then paired with a local homeless shelter. They've had over 24,000 participants sign up and donate their jeans. But behind these numbers are powerful stories of kindness and giving back. We've had several people sign up for this campaign who said, I experienced homelessness when I was in elementary school. And my mom and I slept in our car and we didn't know if we were going to ever get a house again. And that was such a scary time. And I know that anything to make me feel again, like a quote unquote, normal, regular young person was critical. And actually, the last time we ran that campaign, that young woman collected almost the most amount of jeans of anyone. So next time you look at a problem, try and see how kindness plays a role in it. I'm a big believer that, as corny as it might sound, that if we had more kindness in this world, a lot of things would disappear. So I do think kindness is at the center of a lot of our campaigns. It's like the quote that everyone talks about that I am certainly no expert in, but I try to. And it's all about, you know, you have no idea what day someone is going through. And so, you know, treat them with respect no matter what. If they bump into you, they didn't mean it. You know, just assume positive intent. And I think if we all assumed positive intent more often, the world would be a better place. DoSomething.org with Aria at the helm has gone through an evolution. But there's a whole slate of issues they still have to tackle head on 
including one important event in the country that's taking place this year. We activated for the very first time in 2018 around voter registration and get out the vote. And we saw an enormous success. You know, in 2018, we doubled, us and many other groups, the number of college students who went to the polls from 2014 to 2018. And so, hey, we'd love to see it double again. You know, 2020 is a really important year. And I think that if young people don't vote, then politicians won't pay attention to them. And so all of these critical issues that young people care about, gun violence prevention, climate change, student loan debt, are never going to get the attention that they deserve unless young people go to the polls. So we're really hopeful that in 2020, young people will make their voices heard. If you want to learn more about DoSomething.org and are interested in joining any of their campaigns, I urge you to check them out at DoSomething.org slash US. You can also follow them on Twitter at DoSomething. All the links are in our show notes. Please stay tuned for another inspiring installment of Kindness Calling, brought to you by Riley Sway Foundation. In this episode of Kindness Calling, we're featuring Iman Hamid, another inspiring student, this time from Lakeside School in Seattle, Washington. Well, I actually had a project idea, and I was looking for grant funding opportunities for high school students, which were kind of limited. And I was just looking for some way to kickstart my project and get the funding that I need. And a teacher of mine had heard of the Riley's Way Foundation, Iman joined the Call for Kindness competition, a national initiative launched by Riley Sway Foundation in 2019. And her entry? It's a project called Purple America. What it does is that it connects high school students from across the country, especially in very conservative and liberal areas. And we bring students together onto a Zoom conference to have conversations about politics and other current events. And the goal of these conversations isn't to get students debating with one another or try to convince other people that their opinion is right. The goal of these is to help people understand the perspectives of others, our peers from across the country, and just work across the political divide in a way that can make us better equipped to help bridge it when we're older. I think the political polarization that we're seeing today, that's a really important issue. And kindness and empathy are at the forefront of working on making that polarization a little bit less prominent as the years go by. Here, Iman shares how kindness plays a role in her conversations. I think one of the meaningful moments for me, this was actually at the beginning of when the project was just starting out, but that was when I was attending the Student Diversity Leadership Conference in Nashville last year. And there was another student there who I became friends with over the course of the three-day conference. And it wasn't until the last day where we started talking about politics. And it turns out that he had very different political opinions than my own. And because we had built up a connection with each other over the last few days, and we had all just been working on making the experience positive for all of us and creating that atmosphere of kindness, the conversations about politics went much more smoothly and we were all able to learn a lot from each other. I think that was the moment where I realized that without kindness and empathy and connection making from the very beginning, it's very difficult to have 
conversations about these important topics in a productive way later on. Iman has leveraged kindness to move her mission forward at Purple America. I think especially right now, we're living in a time where social media is so prominent and a lot of us tend to see headlines and see like very, I wouldn't say polarizing, but just like strong images of different groups of people and different ideas and events. And it's important to recognize that there's a lot more complexity to people and there's a lot more complexity to these issues. And by approaching them from a place of kindness, you're not immediately shutting down anything else. You're keeping yourself open to taking in information and taking in learning from everyone else around you. We'd like to highlight that Iman was just 17 when we interviewed her for this segment. I would definitely recommend applying for the Call for Kindness. It's been an amazing experience so far. It doesn't just end with the grant money. They keep in touch with you over time and they support you with everything that you need to keep your project growing. So I would really recommend anyone who's interested, go and apply. That's it for Kindness Calling. Thanks again to our podcast sponsor, Riley Sway Foundation. As mentioned at the top of our episode, in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Riley Sway Foundation opened its national initiative, The Call for Kindness. Teens from all around the country can submit their projects and ideas that are designed to drive change and inspire kindness in their communities. Winners will be given up to $3,000 each to help implement their projects with their school or nonprofit partners. To learn more about the Call for Kindness and other life-changing programs at Riley's Way Foundation, please head on over to rileysway.org. Again, all the links are in our show notes. That's all for today, guys. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Catch you all again next week. And remember, be good to one another.